Hello, Wicked Climate Cast listeners. I am your host, Adam Rujo, and this is episode number five. This is a pretty special episode to me. A good friend of mine, Derek Flynn, and I were hanging out, having a couple brews, and I just asked him out of the blue if he'd do a quick podcast uh, for practice. Typical Derek fashion, he agreed. And uh, this episode is exactly what I had in mind for the whole entire show. Just some climbing friends, hanging out, having a good time. These are the conversations that I live for. Hope you all enjoy it as much as I do. All right. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Today we're here with uh, Derek Flynn. How you doing today, Derek? Adam, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Are you uh, coming back to life from the weekend? Yeah. We had yep. a pretty good weekend. Shout out to Levitate Music Festival. Yeah, huge shout out. <laughs> Levitate. Had a good, like had a good time. We had such a good time that one of us had to uh, decide to call out sick today. We won't tell who, but one of us did. <laughs> so we had a good time. Personal reasons. Anyways, uh, <laughs> how long have we known each other, Derek? I'd say we've known each other probably, probably since 2011, 2012. Yeah, yep. back in the Carabiners yep. days. Yep. Derek was my brother's camp counselor before I knew him. Shout out to Alex Arujo over here. Shout out Al, if you're hearing this. <laughs> if you're listening now. <laughs> Instantly that was back famous. in the day. And then also Adam was the son of one of my college professors before he was my friend. Oh yeah, shout out to Carrie. Yeah. Shout out Carrie for English. Yeah, yeah sweet. But <laughs> what'd, then... you, what'd you get in that class, Derek? Oh, an A. You got an A? All right. Or any letter below A down to a C. Pass. One of them was fast. Pass fail, you got the P. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get to know you a little bit before we get into the topic. Derek doesn't know what the topic is yet. So it's nice, but keep me in the dark. He's been hinting to this for weeks, actually all day. It's been we're like, uh, I can I can see the presents wrapped under the tree, but now he's going to let me <laughs> peel back the layers. Yep. All right, so where, where did you uh, grow up, Derek? I grew up in Onset, Mass. Onset, Mass. And yeah. What's the climbing scene like in Onset? Uh, climbing out of the water and climbing up the bridge to jump off it again. Right. Zero rocks to be had. And, uh, <laughs> where do you live now? Uh, doing that. <laughs> living here in beautiful Rhode Island, actually. Yep. I would say that I'm living in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, but, uh, now I'm living, you know, house sitting, house homing for holding down my man Adam in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Yep. He's gonna hold it down, watch the cat. Yeah, right? Next to the woods. But that being said, let me ask a quick question, Adam. Who's running the show? Hi. Yeah, you can run the show. How are you doing? Where are you living now? Where are you living next week? Oh, for the next God. four months? We're uh, going on a short trip. Yeah. We're going on a trip, jump in the van. Yeah. The, the podcast has been doing so good, man, that <laughs> we've been able to hit the road from everybody's, uh, from all the funding coming yeah, in. Yeah, all the sponsorship to... dollars coming in yep. for the final so week right before. For the sponsorships. Well played. Insert yep. company name here. So what what got you into climbing, man? Um, probably being a, a misfit young boy, just climbing trees like every other kid that gets into climbing. But then you uh, you you break a couple of bones falling, and oh man, that thing go. No, oh, we're good. And uh, then you're not allowed to climb stuff anymore, but that bug never leaves you. Well, fast forward to being like a a young adult. I decided that I wanted to get into something new and cool, and it just so happened uh, I liked jujitsu and the idea of rock climb at the same time. So, 
That was right around 2010, 2011. Do you remember the first time you went climbing? What was uh Yeah. This is the story. Let's hear the story. Uh, first time climbing was ice climbing outside. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I found out what screaming barfoots was the first day outside climbing. Where'd you go? Uh, I went up to the Flume. Nice. Yep. Actually, we went to Rumney too. That was really cool, just outside of the parking lot. Wall, but yep. uh, that was one of the original cool learning experiences of climbing for me. Long story short on him was uh, this guy Pete I worked with. He uh, was this cool old retired guy. And he worked at the rock climbing wall at the Y, you know, the same network where I worked with your brother for. Yep. And he taught me how to belay. He saw that I could, you know, not kill anyone while doing it. Invited me to go out that winter when he taught me how to belay. And, uh, yeah, it was sweet. First time out climbing was uh, on ice. Yeah. So yeah. do you ever think if you didn't work at the Y, you might not have found this? Or? Oh, uh, definitely not through a, I don't know how to describe it, not through a, a manageable facet yeah. yeah it's one of those things where guilty by association and just meeting people i think it's the right people too oh, yeah. yeah meeting the right people for sure yeah and what uh what type of rock climber would you consider yourself definitely not a nice climber no. i would uh i would consider myself a, a rope climber for yep. sure i can't discriminate though on trad or sport yeah, yeah. all right all right and then uh what type of things uh climbing wise what motivates you um with with climbing what motivates me is the idea of you know the new next undiscovered thing that I haven't seen before. So yeah. It doesn't matter if it's an established route or if it's somewhere I've never seen before. Try yeah. to climb, you know, I have to do some route finding. That's probably what inspires me the most is going out and seeing new things and and really seeing how fucked up it can get while yeah. you're out there. <laughs> Dude, we've only scratched the surface. We feel like we've been climbing for so long, but we've yeah. just like Seemed like one percent. What did you text me the other day when you sent me some shots, some crazy off widths? You were like, "My goal f for next year is to only climb new places, like new crags." <laughs> yeah, I was just like that's that's. <laughs> I what's think that up. was me. I was drinking. <laughs> yeah. You might have been alone in your parking lot in a Walmart somewhere <laughs> on a Tuesday yep. night, <laughs> sending me screenshots from Mountain where Project. I can be found Plymouth, Walmart. Yeah. Six p.m. Drinking. Yeah. That's where I am. All right, and uh, what would you uh, what would you consider your uh, one of your proudest climbing moments? Would you say? Um, geez. Well, I'd say probably one of my proudest was a one day link up of Vertigo and Moby Grape because that was that was the first time you know I did a little alpine start, but also too Vertigo is really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know Vertigo and Moby, they're two ultra classics on canon uh -huh. you know a tribute to be like one of the best big walls in the northeast and shout out to new england and the northeast crag little podcast show starting over here looking oh. at adam but yeah it's not the hardest thing um that i've ever i've ever done but it's the most proud because um buddy robar of ours who's also a little bit twisted in the brain likes a little bit oh, yeah. of rocking ear experience and that was the first time i've ever seen like full releases of blocks coming off the wall and screaming hoot and hollering like it's a rodeo up there trying to get it done and they're both two really tough routes and the uh the amount of effort that went into one of those finger cracks that you go through like yeah. it's kind of like bottomless and you can't really get your whole hand in there and then when you get up to the top and you do the half moon crack on vertigo and you can't get any protection and it's run out for like 45 feet and there's nothing in there yep. the rest of the day was really good once we got down off that and then we saw that moose later at the night, and he was moose climbing. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Canada was good. And if you had to pick one uh, one climb to say it's your favorite climb in New England, what would you say? My favorite climb in New England? Deirdre. Nice. Yeah, I think Deirdre is definitely my favorite climb. If I was to ever recommend what you would roll New England up into a uh, a joint paper and, and smoke it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be puffing on some 5.9 plus Deirdre. Yeah. For yeah. sure. They snuck in the plus on that one, right? Yeah. 5.9 plus. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> or, we'll talk about that later. But. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, and uh, what's something that you like to do when you're not climbing? Um, cook. Lots of cooking. Yep. Yeah, and then music too. Cooking while at music. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, let's get into the topic now. Derek doesn't know what it is. So I'm pretty oh, psyched on this one. So today I uh, looked up what Mountain Project, aka uh, God of Climbing, <laughs> uh, says the top ten New Hampshire rock climbs are, and we're gonna talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So number is one is this top ten according to like Mountain Project? Oh and God. And I did have to blend a couple of them together. <laughs> Because they had like a single pitch of a certain climb, and then they had the whole climb after that, and then they had some ice climbing, so I just left those out. All right, fair but enough. I'm no, ready. Number one, the only boulder problem that made it. Are you hold on? Let me ask you too, not to extend it, but are you going from ten counting down to one, or are you starting at one? Uh, the what showed up is the easiest, so that's how Mountain Project. Oh, does okay, it. fair the enough. Most right. moderate. Well, boulder problems come first, so sure. Number one is overlooked. What do you, uh, what's your experience? Overlooked? You're talking yeah. about the V4 at Patakaway? Yep. Yeah, we do that. Oh, wow. Like yeah. The most wild Put that thing, thing right up there for it, like it, top it, 10 boulders for sure. Yep. But it's talking about top 10 everything in New Hampshire? Top 10 climbs. It made wow. it. Wow. All right. Number one. So that's, that's cool because that's, that's an, ag not, not peaking, but <laughs> that's an aggregate of, you know, how easily accessible something is versus how classic something actually is. Yeah. On a scale of comparison, it's definitely not in the top 10. No, but if you're no gonna way. if you're gonna no. say you know the the mountain project crowd says so I'd be like yeah that makes sense. Think about how many Instagram photos it has though. I know I definitely you know, got at least one or two. <laughs> yeah. I actually just saw one of Keith Nadu earlier today and Inverted. I was still getting these warm fuzzies. Yeah. Yep. Shout out Keith Nadu by the way, who's an absolute savage and has probably run a thousand laps with Alec Woolley <laughs> yeah. when overlooked. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Yeah. Thin air. Thin air. That Four one pitch, makes perfect five, six. sense. Right. What do you think of thin air? I love it. I love you it. Love I think it? it's. I think there's a little bit of an issue with the first pitch really not having any protection. There's like two pins. It's only like five three, five four, but it's kind of slippery and sketchy. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's a great climb. And absolutely. And there's a direct start. You you've done that right? I did toe crack. That's my favorite. Toe, okay. Yeah. Toe crack goes into it. Yeah. Then you can add a little bit of spicy burrito traverse over. But it's kind of like it warms you up perfectly if you want to get up to pine tree crack. Yep. You, know, you yeah, can drive up and walk down to it too. That's added in parentheses, Pine Tree Eliminate. Yeah, there you go. 5.8 plus. Perfect. Challenging. Yeah, right. first 5.8 clean for a lot of people, myself Me, included. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Another classic New England plus if you've ever, never sent 5.8. Yep. Cool. Number three, Whitney Gilman Ridge. Can't consider, you can't call yourself a New England nope, climber you can't. if you haven't done that. That was the first route I've done on Cannon, just like many others as well. Yep. And actually, cool story about that one, it was with Lincoln, Parker, and Jeremy. It was our first time ever going up on a, a multi-pitch day on Cannon. And that was when we were racking up at the bottom. We knew a storm was rolling in, but we had a small window to get it done in like four hours. Yep. And we just heard this crack behind us. And it sounded like lightning and we oh, yeah. turned back and we're like, holy shit, there was, you know, smoke and, you know, 
dust blowing off the cliff. A couple hundred feet behind us looked like, you know, a plane had just crashed. Yeah. And then we hear another crack a half second later and look down, and then it's just a boulder the size of a truck ripping down the scree field and just goes and destroys the forest. Yeah. I compare it every time to those ends from Lord of the Rings, just like <laughs> smashing the forest as it goes. And we turn and look at each other like, yep, we should go back and do this another day. So we did. Yeah. We came back and got winning. It was good, yeah. You're selling it to the people. That oh, absolutely. Hey, there's no chops on canon. There's no chops. Anyone that's ever compared it. On canon. I actually got... A funny story about Whitney Gilman. That was the first like seven pitch climb I've ever done, or six pitch. Yeah. I topped it out, and I let out the biggest like, woo! I was psyched. And within three seconds, two kids behind me who were like 18 were soloing it, and it was just the biggest buzz kill <laughs> ever. I'm like I'm like okay. That's uh, how it goes though. You have to be like reminded that uh, climbing's in context. You know, you you have to. Know that areas that we leave unprotected is sometimes just as dangerous as going ropeless. But the reason why it's unprotected, you need that gear for later. And those kids were like, "Well, I need all this gear if we want to go get beer at the top." Well, yeah, no <laughs> harnesses either. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number four would be uh, get the two in this one. Moby Great slash Repis. Yep. You're familiar with that? Yep, a hundred percent. That goes back to uh, my favorite day I've ever had. Best yep. experience. That was the Vertigo and Moby's day. And it is. It is all the hype. Repis is phenomenal. First I've done pitch. it a few times. Yep, the first yeah. pitch. Yep, and then the rest of it is classic. You got the, the fickle finger. You got the sickle. You got the corner at the top. It's just great. It's a yeah. great climb. Yeah. You can see it, that feature from the road or from like Lafayette, you know? That, you can, that yeah. perfect crack. Anytime so. I try to compare it to anything, I pull up the Gigapan website. If you haven't, I don't know what it is, but free plug to that guy who made the Gigapan yep. of Canon. Take a look at that. You All can right. zoom in. I challenge anyone. Where's Waldo contest? Go to Google Gigopan Cannon Cliff. Find me at least two climbers on there. It's fun. You'll find them. Yep. Go for it. Oh, and uh, why they give it the PG thirteen grade? Any? You feel that way? You feel like you need it? For Moby? Yep. Uh, because it's the internet and they're just scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. There's there's nothing on that climb that's not protected. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That's. Oh, That's, maybe it's because the finger moves, right? Doesn't that thing move around? No, dude. You don't even put any protection on it, and you can campus it. Actually, maybe that's why, because you don't protect it. I don't know. I'm kind of naive to PG-13, because you know where the next pro is, and you're just like, oh, well, this is 5'8", until you campus yeah. over it, and then you throw a heel, and you're like, all right, well, here we are. Here's the piece. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Don't listen to me. I have the worst advice. No. <laughs> uh, number five, according to God, Recompense. Another class. That? Actually, I almost lost Your a friendship pitch. with our good friend Ryan Vetrano over that climb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that story, but no. we, yeah, he wanted to do that route. We went up to go do it, and we disagreed on the start based on the the topo photo we had, and I was certain that it was it, and he was certain this other line was it, and we just like, you know what? Fine. Checked it out again, and while he's looking at his phone, I racked up while we were tied in, and I just started to climb. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I was like, if you want to come up, fine, but I'm blazing gear. And uh, we butted heads all the way until we got to the top of the second pitch. Then we're just like, whoa. Was it, it was the right one? It turned out yeah. to be the right one, yeah. But yeah. He, he almost untied. He's like, if you go any further. <laughs> oh, is that that? It's like a crack that you want to go right, but it goes left or something. 
Uh, it's a blank slab pretty much to yep. start. It's like, you know, run out 5-7 or so. Mm -hmm. But once you get up to like the 5-9 ledges, it's pretty good. Yep. But shout out Ryan Vetrano for also being a stubborn mule and oh, wanting yeah. to be safe. He was he trying to be safe, yeah. He was a mule. And <laughs> Try the waking him up. Have you done the beast flake variation? No, the that? year that I went to do it, it had fallen off like a year or two before, so it was still pretty like fucked up. Yeah, alright. That's you can do the traverse, but they say it's very contrived. Now it's cleaned up, I've heard. They yeah. might have added some, like, extended pro or something, but... It's pretty wild. You can go up almost 20 feet off route to place a high yeah, piece, yeah. and then you're on top rope for quite a while. It's yeah, pretty that's, unique, you know? Oh. That's one of the cool things All about right. it. All right, number six, uh, you were talking about earlier, Vertigo. Four pitch, five nine on cannon. All day. I'm not familiar with it. Tell, tell me about it. Um, I'd like to compare it to if ever, anyone's ever talked to you about trad climbing and doing a king swing on L cap. Yep. You know, on Yosemite. This is the same idea, but I like to call it the mini bing king swing. <laughs> so you go up to the top of pitch one, and technically it's considered a second pitch of itself, but you go up to this pin, you tie it off, and then you start running back and forth. And then where you latch onto this flake, you gain a crack system. And when it's good good cracks and you get a stance, and then it gains a super thin, this is where the crux pitch comes in, you know, tips crack. Well, that's where swinging over to the bottom of that, Robar, God bless his soul, was about 15 feet short of it and grabbed a lower flake system yep. and proceeded to exfoliate a huge microwave-sized block off the root and it was so cool because it was kind of like he juggled himself off in midair through the rock and then grabbed the exposure that he just created and held on instead of swinging back again and it's like 25 30 feet so vertigo definitely gets the hype because you you get through that then i got the crux pitch with the tips crack and as robar would say it was probably one of the most fucked up things he's ever seen done without a fall i don't know how the hell i did it but through mouth sounds and micro cams I willed my way to the top and then got him to half moon crack and then we just swam the rest of the way. Yeah. So every single pitch you get a amazing, memorable climbing. And then if you want, you can continue up to the top or you can wrap off and go over and do Moby. So gotcha. that definitely makes the list for me. There you go. Yep. All day long. All right. Number, uh, number seven. Yeah. Flying Hawaiian. <laughs> Ask Mike Lincoln. Ask Mike Lincoln that That's question. That's single pitch. They say it's scary. I don't know, it's a, just a little bit, um, 11B, that's China, it's probably, it's got a V4 start straight up on 11B. Yep. Yeah, we that's... You can argue that. Um, yep. Just, what do you think of that climb, you know? Um, that one was, like, a hero route to me as a kid in climbing. When I say kid, but, you know, it was early 20s, late, late teens. Yeah. Um, you, you don't, you don't know how hard 510D is until you do it. And then as soon as you do that, you just like see the elusive corner like at Waimea. Yep. And it just holds this big weight over your head. And to this day, I know people who crush 512 who still haven't gotten yeah, flying yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, a lot of people. Lot so of people. That, was, that was a huge proud climb, and I think that deserves it. Because if you're a stylistic climber and you like dihedral, you're good for it. But if you're like a super technical climber who has like, you know, outstanding overhanging abilities, you might meet your maker at the top of yeah, that thing right? for sure. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's a wild climb because typically, like, when you get into climbing, you're going to start climbing on the weekends, and you're going to show up at that crag, and it's going to be just a lot of, like, meatheads, a lot of muscle, <laughs> you know, a lot of muscle at the crag, and you're yeah. showing up to try to do this 11B, that sandbag, and everybody's watching you, and 
You know, yeah, it, I definitely think we've cracked the joke more than once. It's 11B slash 12A if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely, you pull all the yeah. right holds in the wrong direction. Yeah. You, you get sucked out into these voids that don't have any sort of footholds to, to gain invisible buckets. And I think that's one of the cool things, too, about New England rock climbing is you can throw it all into one route like a flying Hawaiian. And it could take you for a full ride or you could be, you know, graceful at it. Yeah. And then the top two, how many times have you seen people just, you know, botch their way through the, <laughs> the three choices at the top? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a chain, oh, you know, gatekeeper. people, like, just going for the on-site yeah. and then low at this, like... Pine left. Yeah. <laughs> Go left. So All what right. do you got for with it? Number Seven, eight? Yeah, we're up to number eight. Right around the corner. Techno surfing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's As G would say, shout out Giselle. <laughs> Technical. Technical yep. surfing. Yep. Yeah. Twelve uh, B. Bro, you can relate to this. This is that was the longest project of my life until I sent that thing. Yep. Multiple seasons, multiple sections. Direct shout out to you because you're the only reason why I would ever try it and or send it. Uh, what do you think of techno? I, I, you've heard my opinions on all these. Techno is everything from a warm up for some to life projects for others. What's your yeah. opinion? It's good. It's a good climb. Yeah. Uh, it's uh you've seen it dry. at least a hundred times it's dry. this season yeah it's like i don't know good climb really good climb. Yeah. I, I joke it'd be like if i could do a climb and on repeat over and over that'd be the one you know? yeah but then i get bored off the same 80 i was gonna say there's but, your inner <laughs> yeah there's your inner humble brag pick a oh, cap or something instead but yeah right, number to nine just number nine they keep going back to waimea <laughs> at rumney where's rumney Romney, yeah, as I like to describe it geographically, it's the it's the toe of the foothills for the White Mountains, mm -hmm. specifically the left foot if you're looking. Left foot, yeah. Like, yeah. Right, number nine, we got Whip Tide. Whip. They just keep hitting the Waimea. I have I haven't sent that one yet, but I will tell you that the amount of micro beta that goes into that is the epitome of Waimea climbing. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. you have to hit it right, and then once you get the top, it really does make you feel like. Uh, you're on top of like this huge roof mushroom overhang. That could be the most sprayed down route. Spray. Beta sprayed down route right. at Romney, right? A hundred percent. Like there's a lot of spray jokes specifically based on being around, near, or <laughs> terrorized Yeah. by the cannons that are sitting there at the bottom. Yeah, that's the one. Adam, what's your idea? Like, you know, the artwork that you're going to make one day with all those firemen hoses at, oh, the, bottom. <laughs> at the bottom of white Yeah, man. it's coming up. So. <laughs> For the next episode, you... Yeah. Uh, just picture ten guys all with uh, fire hoses in the base of Waimea. Just uh, shooting up spray at the everybody climbing. Adam, how how come we've been going to Waimea for so many years with the spray and never thought of it as Why Spraya? Why Spraya? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's hitting the wall. Let's see if that shit <laughs> sticks. Why Spraya? <laughs> All right, and we're going to get away from Why Spraya to number 10. Sticking yeah. at Rumney, though, is uh, Giant Man. That's what they put for number 10. No shit. Giant Man? Yeah, man. It's uh, 12 BC. It rounds out the list nicely because... You know, for the Rumney foot traffic, that's all the way out in the hinterlands, mm -hmm. which is real far for everyone. But if you look at it in the context of actual travel and how far you have to hike, if you go anywhere else in the country other than New England, these top 10 routes, including Giant Man, are yeah. super accessible, and super yeah. classic. Giant Man's cool. That whole roof, the it's way like it's a, falling out. It's a 70 foot 5'8 slab, and then you gotta do a 70 foot, pretty overhung. Yeah. It's like yeah. a perfect climb. Perpetual, like 12. It doesn't get 12. talked about so much because the hike, you know, yeah. which is like, what, 
40 minute hike, not even. But, yeah, right. But. It's right, a beautiful list. I like it. You know it. what's pretty cool, man? Tried them I all. I believe you've yet. been on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go on Mountain Project, look up all 10 climbs. You've been on every single one of them. Yes. That's pretty cool, man. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Any, any, we have any uh, other ones that we got to add in that like you think should be on the list that aren't? Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. This is the good old how fashion about, uh, eaglet, question. You know? The eaglet. That, that belongs, should. if there was to be, like, a magazine top ten list for scenic routes, Scen you okay. know, like, mm -hmm. that has the, you know, the, tr the travel and traffic if you want to get a cool vantage point of Franconia Notch, but the climbing on it is pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah. There's not much going on. Yeah. If anything, the cool part's when you get to the top, you get to sit on top of the only freestanding tower. You know, in the East Coast. Yeah. That's one really nice. If you didn't know about that, fun fact. It's uh, one of the only freestanding towers in the Northeast period in the East Coast. So, for the sheer nostalgia of going to the top and mounting it like a horse. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's Three pitches, cool. right? A four? A two. Yeah. Two. I, think, right. I think they'll tell you it's four pitches because they, they can break it up into four. But it's only 180 or 220 feet tall or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really fun. I liked it a lot. I did a uh, birthday party route day. Yep. Yep. That was uh, with Lincoln, Parker, and Brian. And my favorite part about that day was we hauled up a case of beer. And we get up to the top <laughs> of the second fashion. pitch and we're like, yeah. yeah. Bring in the party. Case of beer. And then Brian goes, yeah, actually, oh, God. And then Lincoln goes down James Bond 007 style, rescues the beer. Brian still to this day <laughs> doesn't like to be reminded he forgot the case. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we cracked a couple at the top and had a good, you know, laugh. You guys bring the party, man. Yeah, right. Um, we'll definitely get Parker on uh, another, you know, teaser episode of the, the bottle of wine and cheese. Oh and yeah, crackers. that's for another. Yeah, yep. that's an upcoming episode. Yeah, don't want to get too deep yeah. into that, but good old fashioned night session turning into a what did we just get into session. Oh yeah, starting a climb on Cannon at yeah. what time was it? Three. Yeah, Two? that was after a lot of bullshit yeah. during the day. Anyways, how about uh? <laughs> They don't talk about, so I don't know why they didn't put Predator on the list. It's like a very right. iconic climb. 100%. Up there. Uh, maybe like, for some reason, Lonesome Dove, I feel like, should be. Lonesome Dove's Yeah, like Lonesome 10, Dove and Junko were up B. there forever. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you can only pick 10, I don't know where this, I don't even know where this is generated from. But Yeah, th this goes to like the modern um, Americana consumption of climbing which is both good and bad for yeah. the sport which is aggregating information yeah. you get the most hits and searches for something it pushes it to the top same thing where if you get the most ticks and travels so yeah. that top yeah, 10 list probably is probably the most convenient yeah the most yeah. Pew, 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 yeah. because you, you could have that thing probably covered with you know uh for a while i feel like it was metamorphosis underdog <laughs> uh you know the ones yeah. that are right there first accessible yeah. at the road so there's so many that's an episode man. idea in of itself too like talk about how we kind of were in the middle of the technology growth of climbing but then there's the decades and decades before us that inspired us and kind of their guidebooks were really the only information we had yeah because when i first started climbing i didn't know what mountain project was mm -hmm. and now you know it's big enough that it, it can kind of like steer entire populations of climbers who are new transitioning from their Blake horse <laughs> yeah. into yeah. the uh, the clipping world. Yep. All right, man. You got any other any other uh, climbs that you can think of? Yeah, I um. Let's see, if I was to throw one in there, you think what's one that's. I mean, for for all of New Hampshire, 
I don't think there was enough uh, cathedral on there yeah. for the amount of classics that show up mm -hmm. because uh, I mentioned before, Deidre is right up there. Recompense made it. That was good. Mm -hmm. And Thin Air made it too, but Book of Solemnity, actually that one's, you know, it's not a full cliff. It's the two pitches. Yeah. I don't know. What about uh, the, the only boulder that made it was Overlooked. Yeah. Do you feel like there should have been any uh, boulders that made it up there? Maybe the uh, is it the whip? No, no, not the whip. That the six, whip is that, that too. That six that everybody loves. It's like a oh, ride the lightning. Ride the lightning. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a bad. Yeah, that's absolutely a good one. Yeah. But the predator mention as well too. That one definitely should be up there in terms yeah. of you know iconoclast style because how many times you've seen someone go up to New Hampshire and climb at Rumney, and the only photo they come back with is oh, that yeah. big old oh, gaping yeah. prow. People leave their phone yeah. uh, up at a ring a hang. <laughs> Just to hope somebody walks by, I'm guilty yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. right, man. I've gotten a lot of good uh, photography made just by watching you climb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Great. man. Well, where can uh, where can the listeners find you if they wanna? Will you be at? Yeah, right. For the next. Uh, to... Unselfish plug, at Derek JF. I go. think it's spelled out at Derek underscore JF. Oh. That will probably evolve into something in and of itself in the next couple of months. Yep, and you're going to be hitting the road, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm also very unsponsored like Adam. I've, <laughs> I've tried to get a sponsorship from Miso, uh, Miso Hungry Ramen at Jay, so shout out at Miso yes, Hungry Ramen. Man, that's... They crush it at both the Ski Slopes and Levitate Music Festival. So uh, in terms of content creation, huge shout out to Adam. Is this, is this half episode, uh, you know, halfway cafe? For you. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a good old fashioned test run. We don't know where it will make its way into the plug, but it's episode five, bro. It is episode five. Yeah. We we can do our own outtakes after the fact, but oh yeah. Well, how are you gonna How are you gonna take us out? I know this is like the hot topic for yeah. me. I'm not the yeah. one interviewing you, but yeah. fist pounds. I thanks for being on the show, and yeah. I'm gonna give you the last word, which uh, I don't even have to show you. Oh. You know what it is. What's Turn the last the word? Oh yeah. So this is my shot. This is my submission. All right. There's only a few rules to live by. Rule number one, don't be a beater. And rule number two, always refer back to rule number one. Amen. <laughs> All right, dude. That was awesome. Fun. Adam, that was great. Thanks Congratulations the on these dope microphones and how they captured our voices. All right. I keep drinking beer. I like beer. it. We keep drinking beer. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. Well, all right. That was a fun one. Uh, Derek is currently building out a pretty dope van. I can't wait to see what it looks like when it's all done. I can't wait to see where it takes him. Derek, if you're listening right now, just want to say thanks again for watching our cat while we're away. Floyd appreciates it, bro. And as Derek says, rule number one, don't be a beater. Rule number two, refer back to rule number one.